0: Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody. This is episode 18 of Craft Beer Bucket List. We're recording on February 10th, 2020. Today, Big Ray and I have a special guest. We have beer babe jess in the house with us how are you guys doing or how are you doing guys and gals i
1: guess
2: hey guys how's it going good to be here
1: i am fantastic (laughs) best day ever i
2: agree i agree it's a great day we're all together talking
1: that's right
0: ray uh before we get a little bit into uh beer babe jess and what
1: uh jess is all about tell us what beers we'll be trying I will, I will do that gladly, Mike. So we've got two beers from the West Sigs Brewery on deck tonight. We have their IPA, India Pale Ale, and we also have their Hop Static India Pale Ale. So we've got two IPAs from an amazing brewery. Uh, review, we have reviewed a couple of their beers before, and I believe you have been the one to try these. I believe this is my first go-around for anything from that brewery, so I'm I'm stoked, dude. Yeah, so uh, I got
0: you and Beer Babe Jess a couple of these. Um, they're not too far up the road from me. Um, Six, the, or the Hop Static Channel 1 is one of a series, and they're uh, soon to release uh, Channel 2, so I'm uh, anxiously awaiting that. Um,
2: Very nice.
0: Yeah, so without further ado, um, so Beer Babe Jess, uh, an associate creative director living just outside of Chicago, in her free time she's visiting breweries hosting beer shares trading cans she grows hops in her garden yeah
2: she's out
0: to she's out to change the ratio and get everyone involved at the the beer geek bar she says creating spaces for people from all walks of life uh to talk taste and trade beer one of her mottos is you never underestimate underestimate a woman who knows her craft Mm -hmm. we may not have hipster beards but we do have exceptional palates she has over 7,000 followers on Instagram and Twitter, uh, so uh, I think she's pretty cool. Uh, I, I love seeing her stuff. It's Beer Babe Jess, and she has BeerBabeJess.com. Um, so welcome to our show.
2: Thank you guys so much, and thanks for that introduction. Um, I'm super pumped to chat with you guys. I've been following you for a really long time, um, and that was you know, pretty much everything in a nutshell. Um, so I've got my, um, my social media stuff, like you said, at Beer Rave Jess, um, my blog where, um, you know, I talk about events and award-winning beer, um, and, and different stuff going on in Chicago, as well as a little bit of travel. Um, and then I have my merch. So I've got stickers, pins, and t-shirts that all say, um, certified beer babe. I did a special run of certified beer nerd for some, uh, special people out there who were requesting it. Um, mostly guys. And so, um, yeah, I, um, uh, I'm excited to, to bring all this to the table and really invite everyone, um, and be as inclusive as possible and, and, um, you know, just connect over beer. It's super fun.
0: And again, uh, it's beerbabejess.com. Um, uh, encourage everybody to go check it out. Um, and is it, is it at beer, babe, Jess on Instagram and Twitter?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. You got it.
0: Awesome. And uh, later in the show, we'll uh, we'll pepper some different questions at Beer Babe Jeffs to uh, maybe fill the audience in on some stuff uh, to get to know Beer Babe Jeffs. Um, Ray,
1: you're going to tell us about West Six Brewery. I'm going to tell you about West Six Brewery. You're going to do it right now. Uh, probably. That's that's uh, what I'm here for, Mike. I'm here. To, I'm here to support the team and give all the information. Right. Well, West Six Brewery. It's a cool, it's a cool spot, man. I'm anxious to try
0: some more beers and, uh, I know, have you, did you visit there with me when you were here?
1: No, I I haven't made it there yet. All right. Carry on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Keyword. Keyword. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, no, Wessex brewery, you know, one of their mantras is, uh, not only to make good beer, but the social impact that they're able to make on the community is a top priority Uh, They support the direct work of nonprofits uh, through their Pay It Forward, uh, Coco Porter, uh, Six for the Cause, Wood Nickel, Peddling for a Purpose, and uh, sponsoring events that they believe in. So they're environmentally conscious in everything that they do, and they strive to be an awesome place to work. So they take care of their own team, their crew, and the community, and uh, I think that's pretty legit.
2: That's amazing. Wow. Good for them.
1: So
0: here here in central Kentucky,
1: they're kind of known as the...
0: um, the first kind of craft beer that is doing things for the state, you know, so there's several other breweries that kind of come before them. We've got uh fall city, um, uh, Lexington Brewing Company slash all tech and all that. But these guys started out in Lexington and, and since then that's pretty much all they're known for is doing like local good stuff. Um, and, and anytime you see something happening, that's artsy, uh, there's a couple guys that uh, I hang out sometimes with and drink beer and they call it the artsy fartsy brewery um, okay. just because they do all that. They donate to all those causes and they support all those causes, whether it be adoption events for pets or local musicians or an artist fair or whatever it may be. They're involved in all that. Uh, tons and tons of music uh, festivals and whatnot.
2: They I can get all. behind that. I love
0: that. Yeah. They, I mean, they're really cool. And the the other part of it is no matter who you meet from that brewery, they're all super nice, uh, except you know, except for a few that I may give a hard time just to be just to be cantankerous. But no, they're all good people. I think I don't I don't know if they had just have like something you know they run you through to see if you're a good person or not. But everybody I met that works there is super nice.
1: Ray, that's totally easy to get on board with.
0: Yeah, uh, have you opened your beer
1: yet? Uh, yes. Jess, Why would you, you even ears? ask me that?
2: Yes, I'm going to open it right now because, you know, the sound is the best part of, you know, opening the beer on the podcast, isn't it?
1: Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, we do that sometimes. So, yeah, I'm I'm ready to hear it.
2: All right, here we go.
0: Oh yeah. That there sounded great. All right, I'm going to go. We'll see, let's see who wins. You ready?
2: Oh, that was good. That was sexy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right yours and so maybe it's i'm hearing them differently but yours seemed like it was a little bit longer and crisper than mine but mine was you know maybe it's because i have headphones on and whatnot (laughs) so tell us uh tell us about this beer ray this is uh your ba this is your baby right now
1: it is it's my baby and i'm going to raise it like a boss (laughs) and so the wessex ipa uh, has a nice blend of hops uh, if you're going to talk about an IPA, there's no sense talking about it unless you have some information about the hops here. Uh, but they use cascade, centennial, citra, and Columbus.
2: Columbus. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So they've got quite the, quite the combination here. And it's going to bring out just some fantastic citrusy notes and aromas. Um, just, just knowing the hops that are in there, it's going to, it's going to be good. And, I've uh, already had a few drinks. While well, y'all are popping tops. I'm like, I'm just diving in. I was already <laughs> ready. My bed. Um, uh, but I don't feel bad about it. So on the
0: website, um, they already gave us food pairings to talk about. So something that we'll have to come back
1: to is if we agree with their food pairings or not. Um, yeah, you know, and I noticed that. And uh, yeah. I've I've got a few things to say, Mike. Yeah. So what do y'all think about the beer so far? Go for you it, Jed.
2: Yeah, I yeah I can tell it's definitely um, it's definitely got that balance. So I do taste the citrus the citra coming through for sure but then i also get that backbone of the malt in there um which you know you don't get that as much these days with a lot of these newer ipas a lot of the hazies and a lot of the you know all the all the newer kind of like ddh stuff so it's kind of nice i i don't remember the last time i had a clear beer i'm going to be honest with you guys um <laughs> and so it's it's good um i definitely get that like kind of dank piney grassy there too as well which is again, you know, like kind of reminds me of the, the, where we started, at least in my journey in craft beer. So it's, it's kind of a nice um, nod to the classic style, which, which I'm digging for sure.
0: I'm kind of getting like a grapefruit zestiness to it. Um, Y'all getting any of that? Maybe a little bit of floral in there as
1: well.
2: I can get that grapefruit. Yep. For sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Grapefruit definitely comes through on this and uh, maybe some tangerine on the back end. Man,
0: it left my tongue feeling a little uh, like um, you know, like when you drink a Coca-Cola and you let it sit on your tongue a little bit. And it kind of almost feels like the acidity is kind of, you know, building up on your tongue. Like, you yeah. know, I didn't let it sit on my tongue. It kind of has that feeling.
2: Yeah, what do we call that?
1: Tongue That's numb. a great question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. You know, I'm sure one there, thing I'm, I'm, sure I'm noticing here. there There is a word for that, I'm sure. I, I don't know it. I'll be honest, but one thing that's got me on this, mic is uh, I I couldn't find anything to point out the IBUs, and I almost wonder if that's not done intentionally, because this doesn't have what I would consider a strong bitterness about it at all, where we've got a great blend of hops, it doesn't have that punch in the tongue that I talk about so much that I love with the IPAs. Now This is really, really smooth and crushable uh, for for an India pale ale, and I, I like that, but I wonder if they didn't leave that off on purpose.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, so I, you're, you're definitely the IPA connoisseur and I, I know Beer Babe Jess loves IPAs as well. So I'm, uh, uh, anxious to get her take on it. I, for me, uh, being a non IPA person, so to speak, um, I like it cause it is a little bit more, uh, tame, so to speak. So it fits me a little bit better. Um, but you're right. you know, looking on the can, you don't see it. Um, I was going to look up, uh, what it might be on the website, but i yeah, I looked my phone, and couldn't my find it. Disagreeing with me right now, so
2: I get a well, I get a little bit of that bitterness. I think on the finish, like I can still yeah. taste it, even though I, you know, I haven't had a sip in a minute. But I also get again that like malty biscuity backbone in there. So it's kind, of, it's it's a good balance.
0: Yeah, it seems. You know what I like about this the most, I think, is it seems. Uh, you know, they were they use the word drinkable. Is I think you could have several of these. I know with some of the IPAs even though they're packed full of flavor and the bitterness is well done as far as balance and all that, you can only do one. I feel like I could do a couple of these.
2: Well, and this is what, like a, a 7% or right. Yeah. So
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Kind of in the middle there, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. They have a, a sessionable version of this as well. And I free uh, I want to say it's called half bite, but that could be wrong on that. But the, uh, the lower uh, ABV beers or IPAs are kind of, hitting their stride a little bit now too so
2: for sure yeah big trend right now for sure The fashionable stuff
0: so the uh the other part of it is um i'll be honest i've never been a huge fan of their logo um so previous they had the six and they had a star in it which was similar to that oh magic hat that had the nine and the star and one of them yeah
2: movies. i was thinking about that too
0: so um i've just I love their stuff. I love who they are. I love their place. The, the the logo. I'm just like eh. And so with the can art, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Like it's not bad, but there's nothing special about it to me. Um, and, that, and that's something that I think when you when you're looking at the the grocery store shelves and you're looking at different stuff, that sometimes you um, you know it says IPA right on the can, which is great. I guess you know exactly mm-hmm. what you're getting. On the other on the other hand, there's nothing that would set the spear out for me, I guess you would say. Um, but- yeah.
2: I think aesthetic is such a huge part. I think of our consumer culture right now, as far as like design and logo and like even color palettes, I think that people are really thoughtful and, and looking at, um, you know, they're drawn to things on the shelf that look different, unique, really clean. Um, you know, and, and not overly, um, busy, um, simple, I think, um, is a really big trend in can art just coming from my creative background. I always kind of pay attention to this, although I do really like the hops on this can and the, that hop art with the leaves. I think they do. I think they do a good job with that, but I hear you as far as not feeling like it's something that totally sticks out from a branding perspective. Um, and I'll just plug right now, if anyone's ever looking for some branding, you can always hit me up at beer, babe, jazz. I can, I've got a, I've got a crew for that. So, um,
1: Oh. yeah, nice plug. I'm done. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's my wheelhouse during the day, my day job. So, um, I'm I'm on the writing side, but my partners are all on the art side. So they're graphic designers, art directors, and all that stuff. Oh, cool! Yeah. What so cool. do What do
0: you think about the the color scheme? Like the 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 different. I don't know the the Pantone colors. I'm not. I'm obviously I'm not a graphic artist or anything, but I kind of like the colors of it actually.
2: I do too. I think that's a trend. These are trendy, you know, trendy colors on, you know. I think that's a big draw for people, for sure.
0: Like the like the light, or the palish light, key lime green. I don't even know what it would be called, but.
1: So. Man, I tell you, I'm a big fan of this. Um, you know, of course, the the logo. I mean, if you're look looking at a at a compass, the six is on the west side. It's where the W would be, right? So I can yeah. get on board with that. It's very simple to the point, and the hops. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with Jess on this. I like the look. And knowing that they use a blend of four hops in this, and on either side of this, we see four four little hop buds here. Oh, look at that. Um, Attention to detail. I think that's pretty sick. Wow. I'm
2: nice. Impressive.
1: So yep. that, that's for them and for you, right? <laughs> so,
0: All right. So yeah. uh, before we move on, uh, overall impressions of the beer. Uh, so what we kind of do is we give it a rating from zero to 10, and we say why, and then we we'll have to do food pairings. So uh, Jess, we'll let you go first. How would you rate this beer and why?
2: Oh, tough question. So I get a lot of, I well, I get a lot it. of flack for, <laughs> for my ratings, um, to be totally honest, because I'm also Beer Babe Jess on Untapped. And I get folks like criticizing me like, oh my God, you rate so low. I can't believe you only rated at like a 3.75. I'm like, 3.75 is good. Like, what are you saying? I think I have like a weird... You know, I, I I'm I'm really picky with giving giving out a four, so I'm gonna go three seven five out of five. So out of ten, what does that transfer to? You guys do the math for me. <laughs> it
0: it transfers. Oh, perfect! Done done done. I'm working work. on untapped ratings. No, we, we yeah we do the same thing. Uh, so I, I give Ray Flack because he he constantly if it's an IPA and it's decent, he gives it like nine. <laughs> And I'm like, come on, dude. There's got to be like a, a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I think right? so.
2: I'm yeah, saying so. Uh, I guess it's a seven and a half for me. Seven and a half out of ten so
1: far. That's still a solid score. It's so
2: solid.
1: Yeah. 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 Ray, so Ray, what about I would you? give this one an eight. Um, the, the flavor is there. It tastes delicious. It's crushable, um, which I'm not a huge fan of for IPAs, but I can enjoy a handful of these and not feel guilty or, or sluggish about it. Um, <laughs> I, I still want more. Uh, that that punch in the tongue, you know, with the bitters, I didn't get that in this, um, but but that's fine. Overall, solid beer, great blend, and uh, I, yeah, I feel great about putting this on the bucket list.
0: So I'm I'm gonna go in a little bit lower than both of you, uh, and again, this is uh, I'll I'll defer to you overall, but I would give it a, a six and a half or a seven. I'd probably go seven just because I think it's drinkable. Several you know several beers in a row. And that's all because at this point, I don't think it's anything unique as far as the IPA goes. Uh, For me, if you're going to get into those, what I would call the upper echelons is I think at this point in the IPA area, more so than any other style of beers, you got to have something that makes you stand out a little bit. Uh, So like, like Jess was saying, though, is, you know, a seven for me is still really, really respectable. Um, If, you know, if, if it's a six or above, I'm drinking it. So uh, I think a seven to me says, I think you should try it too. Um, okay. So Ray, I'll let you go first. Um, food pairings. Now on their website, it says that we should try the Kentucky hot brown or Mexican fare. Uh, and the Kentucky hot brown is something very special to people here in Kentucky. Yeah.
2: Explain, um, explain what that let's is. <laughs>
0: yes. <yeah>, so, <clears throat> so when I moved to Kentucky, everybody said, Hey, you got to try the Kentucky hot brown.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that?
0: Right. And, and I I may still get this wrong but it's it's um, there's a biscuit or a piece of toast covered with a slice of turkey or sometimes chicken cheese and then okay gravy okay and then more cheese something like that and the gravy is the brown gravy and I've had it before so it's it comes in like a like a, a dish like a bowl dish so it's like and it's baked. Um, so you dig in and you get all kind of everything in the same, you know, it's like, um, I don't know what we call it. What'd we call it? Like, a um, trash can fries, uh, back oh, in the day. No. Like it's got everything oh, on it. You just kind of I want it whatever that is.
2: I don't even know what that means, but I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: But so it tastes, yeah, it tastes the, the Kentucky hot brown tastes pretty good. It doesn't look good when you get it, you're like, <laughs> ah, but you start digging in you're like, I get it. I would yeah, compare it to poutine like it. a little yeah. bit, it, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, they say it's you should drink it. You should drink this uh, while you're eating a Kentucky hot brown, uh, or you should try uh, some Mexican food while you're having one of these. Um, but after y'all have tasted I it, you all get
2: down on some tacos with this. Um, absolutely, I think I think the fact that you have the, that that and then that maltiness is a balance. would really like pair nicely with with tacos, Mexican fare. But um I'm gonna have to like really figure out first of all what these trash fries are, but also the Kentucky Hot Brown because I feel like I could get down on that. It sounds amazing.
0: Well the first time I ever had trash can fries or dumpster fries was actually in Illinois. Uh there was a little bar there. So uh in Macomb, Illinois. And I forget the name of it. It was like sidelines or some
2: sports word. or something
0: like that. <clears throat> yeah. And anyway, I was just happened to be there. And, uh, my friend, Matt, which was just outside of Chicago was, he's like, this is what you should get. This is what they're known for whatnot. So I got it. And it's just like a pile of fries with cheese and meats and gravy, like gravy cheese or whatever that stuff is. I mean, just
2: all the trash. on and
0: on and on. Yep. And it's, you know, yeah, it's all the a million calories, all the cholesterols, everything at once. You don't go to the bathroom <laughs> for three days. You know, it's not good for you. But but while you're sitting there, it is so, so good. And I want to say it's called dumpster fries or trash can fries or something like that. But uh, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, what kind of tacos is the, the key thing here though? Is there's a lot of different types of tacos. You you know, so you mentioned tacos, you gotta tell us what kind of Ooh,
2: tacos. Ooh, well, I always have to default to my favorite tacos, which would be the Al Pastor with cilantro and onion, all the way. Um, I love like a good hot sauce with that too. Yep. I like to just like make my make my body hate myself. Just hot sauce, onions, all the yummy, stinky delicious stuff.
0: Here on crappier bucket list. Yes,
2: tacos, as, it guys, is, sure? as it should yep. be.
1: Uh, Ray, what about you? What kind of food? So, you so I've got I've got two things. Uh One is gonna everyone's gonna know about, and uh, the other is gonna be very specific to a region, uh-huh. um, more a town actually. Uh, but one, I Mexican fare is great. This for me is a massive dirty pile of nachos food. Like the big kind that you you just know you're gonna regret the next day, but with it's like oh yeah, al- when you're al- in the moment, fresh
2: jalapenos, yeah,
1: yes, because I don't want the pickled ones. I want them sliced fresh. I want them crunchy when I bite into it. Yep, and I want like the beef and the chicken and the pork. I want I want the farm on my nachos.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: because this beer is just like that. It's welcoming. It's like hey, all of you guys, come on in. Uh, I've got room for you, and on a plate that big, your friends are all around. You're, you're crushing this beer, and you're having some nachos, you know, guacamole, the, the sour cream, and whatever hot sauce. I like, I like really painful hot sauce. I'm on board with you there, and uh, I think all those things would just make for a happy family and uh, just a good time. Um, otherwise, I want a, a garbage plate. From Nick Tahoe's in Rochester, New York.
2: Okay, you guys in your trash. What is happening?
1: Yes. So Mike inspired me with the dumpster fries, and I started thinking. It's like, dude, <laughs> the stuff I've had in Rochester, in my in my travels through there, the garbage plate is just—it's a local classic. Um, they they serve bread with it that they reach in out of a trash bag and just give you. It's it's a wonderful thing, um, and the food is just <laughs> super greasy and disgusting and awesome. And you can get whatever kind of meat and hash browns and eggs, just whatever you want. Just put in this thing and it looks terrible, but it's so good. And, uh, it's not Instagrammable. Stuff. No, no, not not at all. Um, and I'm, I'm a food guy. I'm an elite Yelper. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I'm oh. all about taking the pictures of my food and I and I nerd out at that level. Um, but yeah, Nick Tahoe's. it doesn't matter what kind of phone you have, whatever lighting, as good as it can look, it's still ugly, but it, it's so delicious. And I think this beer would pair fantastic with that. Well, so anybody in New York, thank you. Go back to Nick Tahoe's, get you some late night food because it's open, I think, to like 4 a.m. or something like that.
2: It's so funny you say that because I do feel that this um, this IPA is a crowd pleaser because it's not too bitter hoppy and it's not too like bready, biscuity, malty. It's really like like you said, that those nachos it, inviting everyone, it's kind of a really interesting concept of like, everyone's sharing the food, everyone's sharing the beer because it's kind of a crowd pleaser beer. Right. Um, right. so I love that. I love that analogy.
1: Thank you.
0: Well, I think I'm going to go a little bit out from that and I'm going to say with this, I want garlic Parmesan. Wings. Oh,
2: okay. I'm listening.
0: Um, I want something that's, yeah. So I'm going to, I just want something that's kind of different in a taste. Um I'm not going to you know if if we showed up when we had tacos or if we had a garbage plate that you talked about Ray any of those I'm not I'm not arguing. But uh I just think, you know, when I drank this I was just thinking about, you know, this would what kind of wings would I want cuz wings is also another food group on craft beer bucket list and uh what kind of wings and I was thinking uh, this, you know, just cuz with the 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 differences in the flavors they could op- you could appreciate both at the same time. Yeah. I would think. So I'm going to go with the garlic Parmesan uh, toss wings. Love it. Boom. Yeah. Cool. All right. We're going to take a short commercial break and we'll be right back to try beer number two. All right. We're back. It's time to check out our second beer. Um, But first, while we're uh, on break, Ray, you said you went to Outback Steakhouse tonight. (laughs) How was that?
1: Uh, it was as good, Mike, as it was bad. <laughs> Holy God! Um, it was bad. Did you did you get the blooming onion?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, yes, good. I did. Did That's, you get the uh,
0: Did you get the Foster's beer? The beer can, the Foster's beer can.
1: No, I, I didn't. Um, and because I, I knew I was going to be drinking a lot tonight, so I'm like, I'm going to save my beer experience for for the podcast. I totally behaved on the beer. I didn't behave on all the free bread. The blooming onion and this gargantuan steak that no one needs to eat, but I did anyway. Um, well, they don't call so you I, big. I got a gift Big, yeah, big, these big, small big steaks, steak, right? Yep. That that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, it fits. So like, I'm always disappointed. Like the eight ounce fillet, I'm like eight ounces. That's like two bites for me. But whatever, <laughs> it's delicious.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I mean they come out the size of a hockey puck, and realistically, that goes halfway across my hand. Um, and then, so, yeah, it's, it's a thing, but whatever. Um, so I think it had like the 12 ounce sirloin, you know, bone in whatever. It was pretty yummy. Um, but at this point in my life, it's, it's too much. You know, I just turned 39 last week. Um, I got a gift card to Outback. So I went and I utilized it, uh, which was great. But while I was sitting there eating this, my, a, it was an Outback Steakhouse. You and I have gone to dozens of times in Tulsa, uh, when you still lived out here. And I'm like, man, this takes me back to memory lane. Um, of the times we would go in there and a time when, like, I would have to save up money to go to Outback with you. It was, like, such a big deal. And I was like, wow. That's so great. And uh, now that I have a mortgage and a kid, and I'm like, I got a gift card. It's like, without mm-hmm. this, I couldn't eat here tonight. Wow.
2: Full circle. It's <laughs> great.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's not really that bad. But uh, I remember, I used to tell Mike all the time, if I ever win Powerball, I'm going to rent a jet, and I'm going to fly you all over the U.S., <laughs> i got an outback Good steakhouse idea. i'll pay cash for it <laughs> that was like one of my life dreams and uh i told my wife about that tonight she's like that sounds like something dumb you would say you know like this is not dumb that's a sound investment for my best friend mike's retirement it's The best I'm gift that I can give. yeah there you
2: go.
1: Yeah. do you still play so, powerball uh on occasion
0: oh, that's not so, helping my chances any
1: <laughs> that mortgage cuts into my powerball money dang it <laughs> Fair enough. So. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, it was fantastic. But I ate way too much, dude. Uh, but it was it was good. Like I said, it was good and bad. Uh, but that's it's all all the bad is behind me now, and uh, I'm feeling great again. So it's it's a good thing. Well, anyway, uh, Jess, you have a beer you want to tell us about, right? <laughs> yeah, Let's go with the beer.
2: I, I am really good at bringing Segway. conversations back to beer. Um, so. You guys sent me, first of all, I just want to tell everybody, you guys sent me some beers. Um, that was so awesome of you. You also sent me tons of swag and, and merch and shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so thank you. And um, these beers, um, I'm super excited about. I haven't had anything from West Six before. So earlier you guys heard about us, um, you know, drinking something from West 6th, the, the IPA. And now we've got this Hoptastic Channel 1. Um, and here I've got some info here. Well, first the honorary. Let's let's do the the open. Oh Hold yeah, up.
0: Ray, did you already do yours?
2: He went on mute I for did. that,
0: huh? Oh man! <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Here's mine. Oh,
2: that's good. Nice work. Nice work. Right. Yeah. So right, okay, going. this. Um, HopTastic Channel One, we're at seven point five percent, so um, I think that's a good solid number. And then we've got Eureka Hops, Comet Idaho Seven. Um, is this dry hopped? Is that what? Is that right? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. So I just took a sip, and this one definitely has less of that malt backbone than um, the previous, in my opinion. Now it may just be because. You know what? This one is awfully fresh. You guys did me good. Um, this was canned on January 21st. So really not long ago at all. Um, so this is super fresh. Um, and I definitely get those tropical fruits. Um, you know, I get a little bit of like the earthy grassy, you know, kind of piney, not much of it. Um, I have to say I dig this one a little more than the last. So what do you guys think?
0: I'm gonna agree with you. I think the it's a little bit more bold, and the punch is a little bit more there on the palate. But I like it overall a lot, a lot more. Um, again, I could drink the just the regular IPA, I could drink several of them and enjoy it. This one is definitely a big step up. And uh, I want to go back to your, you know, you said it's pretty fresh. Um, I have a friend here locally that works at the brewery, and I told him what we were gonna do, and he's. I said, I want something. I want something from you guys. A couple different beers so he hooked us up. I didn't know it was that fresh. I'm always so checking like, the dates. Awesome. I'm
2: always like flipping cans over. People are like, what it? What are you? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine.
0: But no, I, I think to me it has a little bit of spiciness to it. Like um, a fruity spiciness.
2: I'm sipping again. I do. It's more like an herbal spice, right? Yeah, I can get that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that... Uh, I, I usually lean on Ray to talk more about the IPAs because, you know, when I, to me, it's so many of them just taste like IPAs. And it's hard for me to distinguish a lot of flavors. And so somebody that drinks a lot more of them and
1: has a little bit better refined palate for that kind of helps me out. Ray, what are you what do you get yeah. over there? So to me, this speaks more to the traditional IPA flavor that I go for. Immediately, this has more of the bitters that I like. Uh, so here they're only rocking three hops. So you got the Eureka Comet and Idaho 7. I think that's a fantastic blend. But I think it speaks to, to some of the punchiness in this. Um, you know, Of course, this is dry hop. That's going to change the flavor profile. So I think that the bitters here, without looking, I'm going to say around 55 or 60. Uh, that hits about where I want it for an IPA. Uh, there's definitely some piney notes that come out in this. I'm not getting as much as the citrus. Um, you, you know, uh, when I, when I smell the beer before I drink it, when I leave the beer sit in my mouth for a while, um, the mouthfeel of course is fantastic, but I'm not getting the, the fruitiness as much as we did in the last one. The notes yeah. are there, but it's very subtle and I, I like that. I don't want it to be a key player in the game. I want it to be like that dude that just kind of hangs out, you know, in the back, not a, a huge contributor, but it's cool that he's there. So I'm i I'm a much bigger fan of this beer. You know, versus the last one. Not that the IPA is bad. This just speaks to me and my taste, bros, <laughs> a little more.
0: So, it seems a little more, like, more of a dry beer. Like there's, it's, it's, it's got more dryness, or I don't know what the right wording there is, but it seems drier than the other beer we just had. I think the so, finish is agreed. not
2: as as punchy either i think it's a smoother finish it doesn't linger on the tongue as long which makes you want to keep drinking right which can be a little bit dangerous (laughs) but um yeah i tend to agree with you and um and you know like we mentioned the hops this is a pretty unique um combination of hops like i don't i don't know that i can name any other beer off the top of my head that has this combination of hops um so kudos to them for for putting this out there and and, and putting together
0: a great beer. Yeah. So in, in, because I'm only guessing, but I would think it's featuring the Eureka hops uh, primarily. Right. And um, you know, I, I, was trying to, I was just doing the same thing. I'm like, what else has the Eureka hops? And I can't think of anything. I'm gonna have to go research that a little bit after the podcast and see what else I've had that has Eureka hops in it and see what I see, what I rated it or see if I've had any of those beers or whatnot. But, uh, I'm with you. I'll, the f- The flavor is, it dissipates pretty quickly. So it makes you automatically want to go back and have another sip and then uh, over and over and over again.
2: The interesting thing about Eureka hops, um, from what I understand, is that um, I think they do have a little bit of that tropical, but they also have that dank, um, that dankiness. So I think, I think, it's a good balance for this kind of beer. We're not getting, we're you know, just like Ray was saying, we're not leaning one way too hard or, you know, one way or another too hard. So it's kind of, it's kind of a good, it's a good balance for the, for the tried and true IPA fan.
0: Yeah. As I've taken a few more drinks, I, it's almost like I'm getting the taste that you would smell when you cut grass. Like a little bit of that grassiness, uh, very light, um and i don't know how to quite describe that but whenever you get that fresh cut grass and you get that smell that's a kind of a very light taste i'm getting with it uh but it, you know again with that little bit of and i think that kind of plays into that dankiness a little bit too i guess for me uh but
1: I, i'm gonna say i really like this beer because i do Right, yeah, i'm with you i'm really enjoying this And uh, one thing that we didn't talk about on the first beer, Mike, you know, I'm holding you accountable here. We didn't talk about carbonation (laughs) at all. Yeah. So I, uh, which is fine.
0: Yeah. The the carbonation on this one. uh, So the carbonation on the first one, and I I alluded to a little bit with talking about Coca-Cola and the burn on the tongue and all that is in all honesty, the, 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 the Wessex IPA uh, may be a little bit overcarbonated for my preference. However, this one seems a little bit more mellowed out. Like it's, I think this one's the, the carbonation is well balanced, uh, yeah, in my I point agree. of view. So the can art, uh, Jess, uh, you're the you're the in house creative mind. you want to talk about the can art?
2: I do. So I have to say that they did a really good job here with um how, how the words hop static came to life. It looks as if it is static on your TV, um, in its own way. So it's a little bit like slightly blurred and you get um you know some layers to the lettering which i think is interesting um it kind of reminds you of like you know if if you're like i mean i think we're all around the same age but like if your tv's like gives you that little like zzz, like you're seeing it in the lettering you know what i mean um so that's kind of cool oh, yeah. um
0: I think even like the, the, the font yeah. at the top of the can where this is a hop test. Stand
2: by, Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. That's, that's, that's a nice yeah. play. I'm always, as a writer, I love a good word play. I love a good, you know, nod through, through words and, and copy. So I dig that. Um, I dig the colors, of course, trendy, um, a little busy, you know, a little, a lot going on. Um, but I think overall, you know, this would make me look twice. So. Um, I'm into it, especially with the pink, you guys know, I mean, I love with my branding and all of that fun stuff. It's like, it's a great, it's a great shade of pink there. Yeah. So.
0: So, so one thing that West six does and they, and I'm not putting anything out there that they don't, is they're a big supporter of uh, pride. Um, so, you know, on their website, you can find pride shirts and um, you know, and I, I don't know what the, the current, the LGBTQ, mm-hmm. whatever it may be at this point uh, you know, whatever that is, is they support that cause. And, and I know, uh, you know, here in my family, we do as well. Um, but I don't know if this is a nod to that or not, but I think it's a good, uh, you know, addition to that, you know, if they've got, if they've got the different color palette for the pride and then they, you know, they, to me, they didn't have to have this many colors on there and get to to get the point across, but they did. Agree. So, so no,
2: I, you know, I just, He's excited. He's like, I'm just going to drink more. It's going to be great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the best part, right? We get to take a break and hear somebody else. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's my turn to just drink this and not have to talk. (laughs) Perfect. Well, so Jess, what would you pair this with as far as food goes?
2: Oh, geez. That's That's a tough question. So, you know, I think this would be... I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but when I go out to eat, I love to order a few things and just share so I can try a lot of things. Um, Sharing is caring. I'm kind of the same with beer. I like, I like to share beer. I like to, um, people kind of know me and joke with me about how I always order small pours, but that's because I want to try more. So um, there's no sense in me ordering like a full pint of anything. If there's like four or five beers I want to try, I don't I don't need to be that girl, you know, um, like, you know, so That's I try right. to, I try to keep it under control. Um, so I would love to pair this beer with like, um, some, some burrata, some like good cheese and some good, you know, toasty mm. bread. Um, you know, I'm feeling, I don't know, maybe I'm just craving carbs cause it's cold here in Chicago, but like, I'm feeling like some, some, uh, know ravioli or like toasted ravioli maybe I don't know I'm kind of digging I'm digging the like juxtaposition between um you know these these hops where which are a little bit more complex and then just like really feeling that um you know the carbs and like the 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 bread with it and and seeing how that all plays out as well as like the tomato and the red sauce um and again I'm probably just like I probably just want to eat all the comfort food, but I think this would pair well with it. I think it'd, it'd be a nice compliment.
1: Yeah, no, very, very well said. I like that. And uh, I'm with you on a couple notes there, you know, the, the, the toasty bread, I was thinking of like a, a solid mm. charcuterie board with uh, some dry aged cheddar, maybe two or three years aged because it has those really sharp, you Love know, that. bitter notes to them, uh, in and uh, you know, I want the the black olives, you know, very oh, wow. strong, poignant flavor, uh, with that, you know, balance it, of course, with some some white grapes, you know, get some really salty prosciutto meat. I like how you, we, we're both going to Italian with this. Uh, maybe get some pancetta, maybe some dry, you know, spicy salami, and it just have the uh, a deeper flavor profile or offsetting meats to go with with the olives, the, the dried cheese, and this beer. For me, this is a fantastic yeah. appetizer beer or a tapas. Office, here, yeah you know the shareable you know thing going on so that that's what I would do with this I don't want a full meal with this uh it's too heavy but something shareable you know something light before the good stuff comes out that's where I would go with this
2: Love
0: it. so I'm, I'm in my home office and I'm sitting here across the room I'm looking at a picture of Chuck <laughs> Norris and that, cause that's <laughs> enough to make anyone hungry <laughs> <Seth>. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking, like, what would Chuck? What Morris does he eat? I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> I, I think he eats whatever the <laughs> hell he wants. Um, so, I, and I, so I got a little lost. So, in all honesty, I, I don't know. I was, I don't know where I was going with that. I just Chuck Norris is a, an idol of mine. Um, we're gonna invite him on. <laughs> some does he like beer? Oh my! Uh, I yes. So I met him at a comic con in Lexington, Kentucky, and and I don't know, you know, you're getting shuffled in and out like cattle, kind of thing, right? And I don't know how he came up, how it came up, but uh, maybe somebody mentioned beer or whatnot. He goes, I could really use a beer right now. And anyway, somebody asked him what kind of beer he drank, and he said, uh, "Anything." Anyway.
2: What kind of answer is that? So, yeah.
0: yeah, so. But he's also like 120 <laughs> years old and he's still doing all kinds he's of karate. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, you know, hats off to him. So I'll cut right to the chase. I think with this beer, I want some grilled shrimp, Um uh, with, with some, like, mm-hmm. um, some Cajun seasoning of some sort, um, you know, Tony Cacheres or whatnot. Um, I just really, when I drank it, I immediately thought seafood and shrimp, um, so that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna stick with, and uh and when I do it, I'll I'll grill some shrimp. I'll have some hop static uh,
1: in the fridge, and I'll I'm there.
2: Some
1: over yeah, I love campus. it. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So you know what's crazy? Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. So I I gotta keep on Chuck Norris. You know, I'm still in the Tulsa area, and uh he is on every Quick Trip commercial right now, promoting like How the much little you roller. I do think he gets
2: snacks. paid for that? Like, I mean, no I'm a, I work in advertising. I mean, that he's got to be a big ticket. Yeah. You know. He's got to be an expensive, you know, brand ambassador.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, Quick Trip can afford it. They're a fantastic, you know, convenience store chain. I don't I don't know that they're up in Chicago. I know they go as far as, you know, St. Louis and whatnot and in uh, other cities out and about. But uh, fantastic, you know, chain started right here in Oklahoma. Uh, but, no, they can afford him. And uh, he's well worth it because I eat more roller snacks because Perfect. he's in the commercials. Like, I need that chicken taquito. Chuck Norris had one so fun fun fact chuck norris was born in oklahoma
2: there it is yeah
1: there you go
0: yeah i mean same with you know chuck norris and garth brooks that's all we need that's um, all we need <laughs> so to kind of uh go to the next segment this is where we just have an open uh q a Um uh, we've tried two beers i think uh we both would say well i'll say that i would definitely put West 6 IPA and West 6 Hop Static on the bucket list for other folks to try. What about you two?
1: Oh, definitely. I, I scored this one higher even, Mike. I give this an 8.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the flavor profile, the punchiness, the bitters, and I'm just all around well-crafted beer. This is more what I lean towards when I see an IPA. So, and it's absolutely going on my craft beer bucket list.
2: Yeah, agree, what agree. About you, Jess? So I think um, the interesting thing about this beer is that it's a little bit more complex, but it still drives home. It's still a clear beer, right? So it's still that, like, standby, like, IPA. It's 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 a solid beer. I'm going to go with eight. Um, I just like how it's kind of unfolding a little bit here with a little bit of that, like we said before, a little bit of the tropical fruit, some pine and grass, um, not too much malt. So yeah, I'm into it. It's on the bucket list for me.
0: All right. So I have a couple questions for you, Jess, so we can get to know Beer Babe Jess and our listeners can so sure. get to know Beer Babe Jess. You ready for uh, this? Oh like no. Okay. All right. I After I
2: drink beer. That's yeah. great. That's
0: smart. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, uh, we're going to get your courage up so you don't, you know, there's no trick questions here either, so we're not gonna trip you up. Um, uh, I'll ask a question and then Ray, you can ask a question and then uh, Jess, if you want to ask a question after that of either one of us or both of Perfect. us, you can fire away. All right, so my question that I was that, that I thought about the minute that we knew you were gonna come on was, uh, tell me what kind of music you listen to. Oh uh, my goodness,
2: up. growing up. Well, it depends on how you define growing up, but I will say my youth feels very defined by alternative music. Um, You know, definitely was huge into Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots, Hole, I mean, anything alternative. Um, I was into it, Nine Inch Nails, still have a lot of love for that music. Um, I have a whole Spotify playlist that's called Flannels and Vans, if anyone... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> needs their fix Oh, um, wow. so little, nice. Little, nice. Little fun, fun fact. so yeah that was definitely I mean it's such a generation it's such a defining um you know like genre so that that was definitely where where I grew up um but um I also got into classic rock because of my parents my dad would listen to Eric Clapton Tom Petty Elton John too like I was you know, I'm, I have such an appreciation. I went and saw Fleetwood Mac last summer with one of my good girlfriends. Um, so um, I like all music. No offense, guys. I know you're a little more south. I'm just not into the country. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, but um, I could listen to pretty much anything and, and be content. Music honestly feeds me. It feeds my soul. It's, um, it's such a, a, a beautiful thing, and, and I'm so thankful for it every day. It gets me through Hard times, happy times, um, reflective times, um, but those are probably the two genres that I grew up on and and um, kind of defined me in that in that realm.
0: Ray, what's your question? You you, you got something you're burning to know? <laughs> yes.
2: Don't be don't be so passionate. <laughs> <Chicago>. <laughs> Yes, the beer yeah. is very good. Yes.
1: So, no, no. So no, I've got a handful, but this one really has just been burning in my soul. Um, do you put ketchup on your hot dogs?
2: Absolutely not. Never. No. Mm-mm, no. Absolutely oh, not. Oh, right. The no. answer. <laughs> so
1: glad to hear you say that.
2: No. And, uh, I, people
1: from Chicago will know exactly why I asked that. Yeah. Right Every, everything that. but. No.
2: Everything but. Give me the. <laughs> give me the stank. Sport peppers and the onions and everything else, relish. Um, yeah, no ketchup. It's only for fries. And maybe grilled cheese. Right on. Maybe grilled cheese. But yeah. There you go. And tots. But that's another Potato story
1: Standard tots. Oh yeah. yeah. Garbage fries. I'm with you.
2: Not on the hot dog though. It's illegal <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> <There>. It's illegal.
0: <laughs> yeah, police going around giving
1: citations, right? <laughs> But it's not allowed. <laughs> they need to. They don't have enough to worry about in Chicago. Oh, oh, behind. Oh. Oh, $100 yeah.
2: fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, bear
0: Babe Jess, any questions from your end?
2: I would love to know how you guys concepted out Craft your Bucket List, not only as a name and, a, and an idea, but as an execution. Um, I don't know. Was it... Did you guys get together one night, drink too many IPAs and say, we need to do this? Was it one of you who was like, hey, I want to do this thing. I just have to get my friends into it. Um, and, and like, what's your purpose and like, what's driving you with craft Your bucket list?
1: <laughs> so do you want to lead that charge, Mike, or do you want me to take it? Sure. Well, uh, how about I'll
0: lead and you cut in?
1: Fair enough. Uh,
0: so, so Ray and I, I think we met in like 1997, 98, somewhere right in there. Um, and... May or may not have had beer before we were legally allowed to. Um, So we've been sharing beer for a while. Um, So after we both kind of grew up and were professionals, we started going on a a fishing trip to Lake Texoma, which is on the border of Oklahoma and Texas. And specifically, we go striper fishing uh, in the summers. So we used to we'd go there, we'd go fishing and uh for the first couple of years we'd just have beers the night before uh go fishing and head home. And then that started becoming a bigger thing. Uh we brought in a couple other friends that uh, you know, we hung out with and we'd stay a couple of days and We'd hit a brewery here and there, and then it turned into staying four days, and we'd hit, you know, we go fishing and hit several breweries. Nice. And, uh, and now it's become more of a beer trip with a, a little brewery. bit of fishing, and, yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine. Um, so a while back, we just were in, in I think I was at McNelly's, which is in downtown Tulsa, and uh talked about you know like getting into you know we we all love this beer and the the craft beer scene in oklahoma was at at its infancy um and we just talked about like enjoying beer enjoying the culture the scene the camaraderie all that kind of stuff uh so to kind of fast forward is uh not last year but the year before no it was last it was was two years before last yeah we just started talking about it so ray has a youtube channel um so literally, uh, when I say I'm the face for radio, he he's not because he actually has a YouTube channel. on it, um, so he has that, and it, you know he has a lot of fun with it. And before I let go, Ray, you're going to have to tell say talk about Orange Helmet. So we'll come back to that. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so when we were talking about this, I said, Ray, you know, there's something that I've been thinking about. You know, I listen to different podcasts. You know, I listen to TED Talks, Nature podcast, uh, Beer podcast, all these different ones, business um, for different reasons. And I said, you know what I think would be really fun is for us to record us having beers while we're on this trip. And so that didn't happen, but that's kind of how it all became about is just let's share some beers and talk about it and have fun. Um, And then, you know, we have a long enough history with each other that we can tell little stories here and there and kind of give, you know, quirky little jabs here and there and still have a lot of fun. Um, So fast forward to, I want to say August, September, um, I started talking to him seriously about it I said i, I want to do two things i want to want to drink beer I want to have a podcast um, and I think we can make those two things happen together um and so here we are we, you know he already has some equipment for his YouTube channel I got on uh, Amazon and uh, you know I looked up i did some research and got like the best microphone for under hundred dollars got the you know I already had a pair of, uh, a headset and all that so um with with minimal yeah. So with Minimal Investment, we started off and our, fir- our first podcast was very terrible. It's, it's bad enough that it's not available uh, to listen to. But uh, I would say with every one, we've learned and we've gotten better um, to the point that we're having fun. We recently visited Charlotte um, and went to several different breweries and recorded live at one. And we took a lot of notes and did some recordings at a couple other ones that um, we'll be uh, making the podcast uh, live at some point the, uh, you know, again, we're new to this. So doing stuff on, on, you know, on site was new to us. And it's going to take a little bit more editing and whatnot, but uh, that's kind of the quick and uh, simple way of talking about it all. And um, to this point, I've had a lot of fun. And I think that's the biggest thing is something that uh, some people you know, we talked about it uh, during the break is, you know, it costs quite a bit of money to have a craft beer habit. and, And I'm not complaining but beyond like the investment in the equipment and the investment in the beers and all that, I've just had so much fun doing it. So. uh, that's Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ray, what do you
1: think? No. And and it made sense because we were both, you know, really hot and heavy into producing a YouTube channel out of this. And uh, both of us being a part, you know, I'm still in Oklahoma, you're in Kentucky. um, That just, it was a a huge additional expense, you know, and and a time commitment. And uh, whereas the podcast, you know, we learned quickly we could both do that remotely at any time. And uh, still, we're still getting to hang out as, as best friends, you know, even though it's online.
2: I love that. Now we get
1: to edit this together. And uh, so, it's this for us, wound up being the best solution. So, we're still getting beers. We're doing our thing, something we've done for over two decades. And uh, we're actually producing a show that we both love and we found that other people are enjoying. And uh, because of the nature, you know, we get to have guests like you on now. You're in Chicago. Well, I'm in Oklahoma and Mike's in Kentucky. Uh, the power of the Internet, it's a beautiful thing. And we found a way just to, to keep our friendship going, doing something we both love. And we get to invite friends and family in and share that with the world. So it's just a, a huge deal for us. And uh, it's just great how an idea out of a couple of beers and a cigar and a fishing trip turned into a, a whole other endeavor. Um, that we get to do year round instead of just annual fishing trip. So it's, it's great for us. And, uh, I'm going to, Mike brought up orange helmet. I hate you for that. We've talked about it before, (laughs) but uh, 20 years ago, we had our own redneck Oklahoma version of Jackass that we filmed. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, the whole point is I found an orange helmet at a garage sale for like 25 cents and we'd wear it and the whole point was to, it started off, we would try to break the helmet with random objects while somebody was wearing it.
2: Oh yeah. So I'm, totally normal. I'm
1: sure I lost a few <laughs> IQ points <laughs> along the way. I think I still have an eye quiver from, from a bowling pin or a stop sign. I don't know. Well,
2: you, um, know what? you guys bring up a but... really good point. I mean, so I, I've said this before, but I think it's really an important message is that beer can bring so many people together. Like, I know that I could fly and I could land in either of your cities and I could come meet you. I could meet your families. I could share a beer. I could talk beer. And it's, it's amazing. I could get to know people and connect in that way. Like, um, I was recently in New York. I was recently down in Southwest Florida and just like meeting people who work at breweries and who, you know, have that passion. Like, it's such a, such a great little community and it's growing. I mean, it's a big community now, but Um, there's something about it really special that brings people together. And I think honestly, like, I think it's super important to, to keep that top of mind. Cause I think in this world, right. There are so many things that can drive us all apart. So, I mean, I'm looking at like politics, I'm looking at sports, I'm looking at all these things. And it's like, we can, we can disagree on so many things on so many levels, but like let's Meet and share a beer and and tell each other our stories and where we came from, you know. And I'm, I'm going out, um, I'm going to be traveling a little bit more, you know, in the US later in the next month or so. And I'm so excited to just like hear people's stories and connect with them about beer. It's such a common ground that it, it's disarming. And, you know, it's, it's, it brought you guys closer with your friends. And, and now you're reaching these, you know, new, new masses and meeting new people. And, um, It's just, it's meaningful and and I'm happy to be a part of it, but I'm sure you guys agree. Like, it's crazy if you think about it. Like, you know, I could, any of us could like probably travel to like any of the major cities in the U.S. and like know someone through Instagram, right? And be like, hey, want to meet for a beer? And like, oh, it's normal. Come over to my home. And it's like, wait, what? Like, yeah, that's totally normal. I'll bring some bottles. Like, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's you know, it's complex um, and it's, it does have a lot of meaning. So I'm happy. I'm happy. We carved out a little time and a, and a moment here together to, to sit and appreciate it together.
0: No, I just want to, and I know we're getting close to our time and I kind of wrap it up. Um, but so to just kind of echo what you were saying is it doesn't matter if I'm sitting at my hometown brewery or if we travel to Charlotte and we talk to people it seems that one thing so many people have in common is that we care about each other and we want to, yeah. we want to see each other smile and, and whether it's having a good time or just being in a good mood or w- whatever you want to call it, is there's a ton of people out there that are there for the right reasons and they're, they're with other people for the right reasons. And it's something that Ray said, uh, said many times, there's so many things that drive us apart, whatever we can do to bring people together. That's um, I love it. Yep. Yep. 100%. So.
2: We're getting uh, all touchy-feeling now, guys. Uh, We're getting yeah. a couple beers in. It's yeah. okay. Group hug. That's good. Yeah, group hug. Well, let me know next time you're planning on going to Charlotte. I'd love to come out for a weekend and and say what's up to you guys. I mean, that's that's on my graphic bucket list is to go down to Charlotte. So, that's yeah. That's awesome. I love it.
1: It's a great city for it. That's what I hear. Yeah. Well,
0: I'll. Uh slowly wrap this up we surely appreciate having beer babe jess on our podcast we had a lot of fun we added two beers to our bucket list i would encourage everybody to go check out beer and check out beer babe jess on instagram and twitter uh, she has both and there's some killer content on both um, what i've noticed that i think is pretty cool is there is unique content to each one so uh you know one of the things that I enjoy is getting to know different people through beer, and certainly uh, feel like I've made a new friend in the beer community. And enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much for coming on Craft Beer Bucket List.
2: Of course, and you guys were more than generous. Thank you guys for the porch bomb, um, and and the talks and the connections. And I know we're going to be friends from here on out. Um, so thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, um, and we're gonna we're gonna keep tuning in.
0: Absolutely. Ray, thank you sir. again, sir. Um, I'll let you do the traditional follow us and social media and all that kind of stuff. All
1: right, right, will do. So without uh, any further ado, the beers that we tried tonight from West 6 Brewing, be sure to look in the description of this podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, follow them on social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and the Twitters, and also their website. Give them some thumbs up, some shares. And if you get the opportunity, stop by the brewery and say hi, try something new. And of course, uh, if you're new to this podcast, if you're listening on Stitcher or Apple, give us those five stars. Drop us a review. That means a whole lot. Also, we're on Patreon now. Be sure to check us out and become a supporter if you'd like to. We don't beg for anything, but hey, like Mike said, the beer costs a lot of money, and we're not sponsored that much yet. So if you want to become a member, we'll send you some free swag along the way. And, of course, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys listening. Beer Babe Jess, thank you again so much. Be sure to follow her on social media. Check out her site. Buy some swag. Show her some love. Mm -hmm. And, as always, drink local. And please don't drink and drive. And we'll see you on the next episode.
0: Cheers. Adios.